What's up, and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler. I'm joined by Blake and Rob. What's up, guys? What's up? I'm all right, Tyler, you sound like you're sick. I do? Well, I don't know why. Just don't, in the head. I don't know how to help you with that. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know what? Just take us into, take us into news, Rob. <laughs> well, speaking of sick, a lot of injuries uh, the very first – Week of the season, we had uh, just today Hunter Henry go down four to six weeks out with a broken knee. We got Tyreek Hill out four to six weeks with a collarbone. Uh, we got Mixon out with a knee injury. He's week to week, supposedly. Same with Geis. And then um, we also had Te- uh, Tevin Coleman for the 49ers out with, uh, was it a knee or an ankle for him? I think it's a knee. Ankle. Ankle. Um, yeah, yeah, high ankle sprain. So he's out who knows how many. So uh, already five really almost starting material uh, players out the very first week. So not a, not a good first week for, for players. Speaking of not a good first week, Tyler. Don't, don't talk to me. Uh, well, I didn't mean your score, but that's also true. I meant uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. Maybe not a good person. Maybe not a good person. I think we'll just yeah, leave it at good. that, trying to keep it family-friendly for once. Yeah. Oh, shit, I was going to say. Friendly? What I was mean, that like? Maybe, maybe for once. <laughs> I, I'm not all the way through my white claw yet. Well, there you go. I definitely am having the, the classic Blake glass of whiskey while podcasting, so you know what? We're all screwed already. I feel left well, out. I'm having Mountain Dew. Well, maybe you should go make a drink as we recap last week's matchups. Overall, uh, Rob, you and I went four and one. Blake went five and zero. You're the Blake. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to exist in the year of the Blake. You should. It's a fun time. Everybody gets high fives and everybody gets drunk all the time. Wow. I. I also everybody gets stupider in the year of the Blake. <laughs> the drinking, that is exactly. The drink. <laughs> well, overall, that brings our records, to, including last year, to Rob at forty-five and twenty, me at forty-one and twenty-four, and Blake at thirty-eight and twenty-eight. Thought I you were done with last year's record, huh, Blake? But nope, it's still here. It's I, still here. I think we should uh, forget about last year. Nope. We're, we're sure not going to because I have a three-game lead over you. So, no. Well, let's get into this week and see if we can improve upon these scores. All right. We'll start off with, I think, our highest score of last week with Kegerator, right? No. I, no. Second Maybe. highest. I don't know. Don't talk to me. Kegerator okay. versus Hedgehogs. Uh, Kegerator has Russell Wilson at Pittsburgh versus Aaron Rodgers versus Minnesota. So, I... Minnesota is a pretty decent defense, I and Aaron Rodgers didn't show much last week. Pittsburgh also didn't show much as a defense last week either. So I think skill-wise, Aaron is obviously the better quarterback, but as far as what – I don't, I think Russell's going to do it, do it this week, honestly. Um, I, I make it pretty close. I think I agree with you in that – you know, Aaron Rodgers is coming out of the gate with two of the, re- the real tough defenses to play against Chicago and Minnesota. Um, not real good for his fantasy outlook. I don't think 
I remember last year him doing really terrible against Minnesota, if I remember right. Uh, and Pittsburgh, you know, obviously New England has their number and, you know, they gave up a ton, but they're not playing well on defense. I, I have to give this to Russell. Yeah, it's Russell by not much for me. I, you, you could push these. I wouldn't care. Uh, at running back, Kegerator has the electric Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook versus Hedgehogs Damian Williams and Aaron Jones. Oh, my goodness. This is the easy. McCaffrey, McCaffrey and Cook. Yeah. McCaffrey and Cook. Cook and McCaffrey. doesn't matter which way you spin it. They are going to dominate. Yeah. Uh, the, the law firm of McCaffrey and Cook are going to just plow under Williams and Jones. Yeah, I think uh, McCaffrey and Cook are going to win a lot of these podcast segments. I believe so. Um, At wide receiver, Kegerator is throwing out Brandon Cooks versus New Orleans and Calvin Ridley versus Philly. And Hedgehogs have Julio Jones versus Philly and Sammy Watkins at Oakland. Number one receiver, Sammy Watkins. Um, I'm going to go all Hedgehogs here. Jones and Watkins. Watkins now kind of taking over as the de facto number one. Uh, he has a, obviously a great quarterback. Julio Jones should have a bounce back against Philly. They're not that great. Uh, we saw Case Keenum actually throw for a fair amount of yardage against them last week. Um, Cooks was kind of invisible, though they are playing New Orleans, so there could be a chance for him. Um, but I, I just like uh, Julio and Watkins here. Yeah, I would say that Sammy Watkins is a reactionary play to bring in your starting lineup this week. But with Tyreek Hill out, I think Watkins is an awesome play. So, Julio and Watkins for sure. Yeah, uh, I can't disagree with that. Julio and Watkins by far. I mean, do we just have to – do you guys want me to pull a Sammy Watkins tweet here? What, because Sammy Watkins on Twitter is just fantastic. I mean, does he think he's a lizard and he's better than humans? He's a oh, yeah, man. he is the lizard king. Uh-huh. Guys, greatness is in our DNA. It's up to the person to discover or harness that power within ourselves. It's art, a craft, an energy that you have to manifest every day. It takes sacrifice and nothing can come in the path or stop greatness. It's not on you. It's in you. Stay blessed. Hashtag wizard 14. Nice. I, for one, uh, choose to follow my new lizard king leader. Sure. Oh, yeah. Our lizard king overlord is ruling the day. All right. Uh, at tight end, we have Vance McDonald versus Seattle and OJ Howard at Carolina. I am going to solidly, confidently push these tight ends. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say the exact thing. If you were going to say, I'm kind of confidently go OJ Howard, I was going to copy your thing and say, I'm going to solidly push this. I am going to push this. Uh, I am solidly going to go OJ Howard. Neither of these uh, proved too much, very much production to confidently give them, swing them either way in week one. Yes, the Bucks had a tough game. OJ Howard, though, had a bunch of, had some bad drops. Vance McDonald, they're going to have to flip that offense around and figure out how to use him right without Antonio Brown back there. I don't, judging off of what we've seen, I don't think there is enough proof to give this either to either tight end this week. Well, I think you're wrong. I'm going OJ Howard. <laughs> and that's the entirety of my analysis. Oh. At the flex, we Derek Henry versus Indy and Kenny Galladay versus the Chargers. I mean, this one's impossible to figure out. Under normal circumstances, you'd go Galladay all day just because 
the position he plays, you know, the attention he gets, that kind of thing. But Derrick Henry can take a screen to the house, as we saw last week. So, I mean, it depends which Henry you get. If you get the Henry of last week, shoot, you got to give it to him. But there's a potential against Indianapolis. They're, they have, you know, an okay defense, but, you know, Tennessee can push through that. I don't know. Um, I'd like to give a slight edge to Galladay, but I wouldn't be surprised if Henry doubles him up. Yeah, I've heard other analysts describe Antonio Brown as the Wizard of Oz, pulling the levers yet still making shit happen. Derrick Henry, to me, is a whole as a wizard of the same variety. He's a guy that you look at who's just going to be, you know, run between the tackles, you know, maybe catch a, catch a swing pass every now and again. But then all of a sudden, he's out in the middle of the field and no defenders on the field can catch him. It's like he's magic or something. You never know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, last week I described Derrick Henry, uh, or I said that, uh, he was only going to be good in games where the uh, Titans were ahead and the Titans weren't going to be ahead. Well, what do you know? The Titans were ahead and Derrick Henry was great. Um, and in this, with that defense, the way they looked against the Browns, and maybe it's just because the Browns' offensive line is that bad, I think they might be in a couple more games than we thought this year. Yeah. And so I'm going to go Derrick Henry here. All right. Um, normally we would skip over defenses and kickers, but I think this is pretty one-sided here, so I'm going to go through them. Uh, Keg Raider has the Bears defense at Denver and Justin Tucker versus Arizona. And Hedgehogs has Vikings defense at Green Bay and Matt Prater versus the Chargers. Yeah, I got to go with the Bears and Tucker here. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Flacco's going to get mauled. Flacco's yeah. going to get destroyed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, guys, any thoughts on the benches here? I'm looking at them. I mean, the only thing I might do is I think that the um, Atlanta-Philadelphia game could be decently high-scoring. I might put Deshaun Jackson in instead of Kenny Galladay. Oh, God, why do you have – yeah, why does he have Deshaun Jackson on his bench, especially after last week? Yeah, that's I. That's one change I would make, probably. God, I was looking down at the bottom of the bench where he's got Hollywood Brown, and I'm like, man, all Hollywood needs is one, but he's got the better version of Hollywood Brown and Deshaun Jackson. Right. Would you consider putting in Thick Rivers instead of Aaron Rodgers? I feel like Rivers' matchup is more favorable than Rodgers' is. Um, I would toy with that, yes, only because it's Minnesota. So I would toy with yeah. that. You yeah, I agree. Great. No. Um, let's see. I, I would toy with DK Metcalf. I said it last week. Again, I don't know if you're keg grader. I don't know where you're going to put him. I don't think you can pull anybody out. Right. But you kind of showed that he's going to be integral to that offense. Um, Randall Cobb kind of the same way. Again, I mean – we're, Randall Cobb is the upgraded Cole Beasley, I think, or more athletic Cole Beasley, I should say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else in this matchup before we call it? Nope. Not that I'm seeing. All right. Uh, Blake, who you got? So, obviously, we know that the running backs are going to take it for Kegerator. Receivers are going to take it for Hedgehogs, and that's the biggest point source for the for any team, really. But I think I think it's gonna be really, really close. But I think it's gonna be Kegerator. I agree. Kegerator is gonna go two and zero. 
I agree, and I'm going to say what you said last week about my matchup, Rob, is I think the defense and the kicker actually swing this one. Yeah, the Bears defense versus Denver. They're going to take away what the, Denver is good at, which is running the ball with Freeman and uh, Lindsey. They're going to completely negate that, and right. they're going to put the ball in Joe Flacco's hands. And sure, that's a choice that Denver made. Yeah, that is a choice. So I am going K-Grader as well. All right. All right, our next matchup are the – well, you think this is the NFL. It's the Bears versus the Redskins. Uh, at quarterback for the, for the Bears is Ben Roethlisberger uh, at home versus Seattle and Tom Brady on the road at some college team named the Miami Dolphins. There really isn't much analysis that needs to go into this matchup. Uh, Tom Brady's going to beat up on the middle school that is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, you'd think so. It's uh, I'm I'm so watching out that this game is going to be one of those New England games where they say, "Oh yeah, all of our running backs are going to get three touchdowns." Like they're just going to run, 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 and Brady's not going to do anything. I I don't know why I have that feeling, but I just do. I'm taking Brady because it's just so easy to score on Miami, but right. New England could do anything. I, too, am taking Brady here just because of that. But Ben has a chance to do something good. Um, one, he's back at home. Two, um, in the last five years, after a dismal showing on the road when he comes back home, he's had uh, four of the five games have been top ten finishes uh, in fantasy points the following week. So I believe that Ben's got a chance to make this real close. And it's like you said, the script says, hey, we're going to come out and we just murdered you and we scored two twice on defensive touchdowns and run it down your throat. We're just going to run the ball, run the ball, pull Brady in the fourth. You know, that kind of game script could happen uh, for Brady. So I, I give this closer than you think, but I still will give the edge to Brady. I would like to point out if New England goes into Miami and loses again, <laughs> my conspiracy theory that Bill Belichick loses in Miami on purpose to keep bad coaches around and to tank draft picks is a hundred percent valid. hundred percent. And to visit that place he likes to go to, to get a massage. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Moving on. Uh, running backs. We've got the old school Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. Uh, Bell's taking on Cleveland. Gurley's taking on the saints uh, against David, a rejuvenated David Johnson uh, at Baltimore and James White in that Miami game to stack up with Brady. What do you guys think? You know, I'm going to go Bell and Gurley here, not so much because of their matchups, but because, again, I just don't think James White's going to be the focus of the New England offense this game. I think they're either going to go downfield or they're going to run it down the uh, Dolphins' throat, and that's just not what James White does. So I'm going to go the Bears on this one. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Bell – Prove that he can still do it. Gurley was actually looked really good running the ball last week. David Johnson is probably going to perform just as well as he did, but it's James White's not going to pick up the slack enough to beat the other two. Yeah, I'm going to agree with the end result of your guys' analysis. It's Bell and Gurley for me. I think Johnson has a tough time scoring points on that Baltimore defense. I think he runs. If he runs in the teens, he's going to run in the teens for like 50 yards, maybe. Um, where he'll make hay is he'll get like seven checkdowns for 45 yards or something, and he'll still score in the teens, but that's not going to be enough to make up for 
Bell and Gurley. So I give it to the Bears also. At wide receiver, we got T.Y. Hilton uh, taking on uh, Tennessee on the road and Julian Edelman in the same Miami game. Uh, then Odell Beckham takes uh, his stuff to New York to take on the Jets and uh, his nice new watch, by the way, and Alshon Jeffrey at Atlanta. Apparently, T.Y. Hilton can still produce at a pretty great rate without Andrew Luck. And Edelman yeah, that's will get you 16 points or so. I don't know. I'm, I, until the Cleveland can show me something different, I'm going to take T.Y. and Edelman. Edelman. See, I'm going to take Odell and Alshon here. Um, again, Miami, Edelman's not really the guy I think that they're going to use to beat Miami. I think it's going to be over the top or on the ground. That's not Edelman's game. Uh, T.Y., like we said it last week, is until T.Y. proves it, he's Calvin Ridley, something like that. Well, he proved it. Now, is this going to be an aberration or not? Um, Odell and Alshon, I just, I don't know. I feel better about it. And like Rob said, I think that Philly-Atlanta game could turn into a shootout. And, and then I feel good about Alshon scoring. Yeah, I lean towards Odell and Alshon, too. Um, I worry about Eldman the same for the same points you said. And I worry about T.Y. because that Tennessee uh, defense is for real. So I'll, we'll, I'll give it to the Redskins here. At tight end. We've got Evan Engram uh, against Buffalo back at home and Zach Ernst in what we call that shootout at Atlanta. Man, normally Ernst is, a, is the guy. I might push this one because both of these guys are integral to their offense. Ingram's probably a bigger part of that Buffalo offense, but Ertz is on the better uh, – or uh, Ingram is on the Giants. You know what I meant. And, yeah. But Ertz has a better chance to score. So I'm going to push this one. Yeah, I would – I think – listen to you talk. I'm going to push it too. I was leaning Engram because he's pretty much their only – other than uh, Barkley, their only pass catcher that's worth any anything at all. But, yeah, it could, it could get high scoring in the Philly-Lamy uh, game. So I'll push it with you. Um, I would agree on the push except for – it depends if Shepard, who's in the concussion protocol right now, if he doesn't suit up for whatever reason, I'm going to give it to Ernst because then you've really got two players on offense that can do anything for the Giants. And Buffalo's defense isn't a total pile of garbage, um, but Atlanta's is. So I guess it depends on that news. I think it's real close, but if Shepard, for whatever reason, doesn't play, then I'm going to give it to Zach. Uh, in the flex, we got Cooper Cup in uh, playing New Orleans. And Jamison Crowder, who got like 1,200 catches for six yards, um, playing for the Jets, playing against Cleveland. Man, I'm pushing this one, but I really like both of these players. I, it's a tough one, but I'm going to actually choose a side here, and I'm going to take Cup. All right, I'm going to do the same thing and take Crowder. And my only reasoning is All that right. I think he gets – I just think he gets more looks, especially now with the Numa out. I think he's just going to be peppered with targets, and a cup has to share with Woods and um, I'm having a brain fart. And the other guy, <laughs> Cooks. All right. um, is it really? By worth the way, it? oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, if Crowder turns out to fill that Jarvis Landry role that um, Adam Gase had in Miami, uh, the not-racist Redskins got a steal with him then because yeah, he's going to be a top-20 wide receiver. And I, I think that's what he, the role he's going to fill. I mean, he's not going to have a lot of yards after catch, but he's just going to have a lot of catches. Yeah. Um, defense and kicker, I think the only thing really to talk about, we got the Patriots at Miami and the Browns at the Jets. I mean – I think this is a pretty easy matchup here for the – but you guys tell me. The Patriots? Yep, Patriots. Yeah, okay, there you go. And I really hate kickers, so we don't care about those. Uh, what do you think, Blake? Uh, you look at these benches, you see anything? Um, at first glance, not particularly. On the on, – uh, who's that? The Cummy Bear side, no. I don't really see much that I'm going to switch out. Looking at the other side, J.D. Westbrook is an interesting slot, but I don't know if you're going to replace anybody that he already that he's already starting. So no, I don't. I would. I don't think I would change much. My big one again. It gets back to how I view that New England Miami game. Uh, my big one might be considering flipping Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman. But that's if the Bears are nervous about uh, their output this week. If you want to swing for the fences, it's Josh Gordon. We saw what speed did to that Miami defense last week, and Josh Gordon sure as hell has speed. Well, so yeah. well, that would be the thing I would think about doing is putting well, Gordon. talking that over the top is, is where they're susceptible, and that was an Edelman's game, but that sure is Josh Gordon's game. Yep. Yep. And that's the only thing I was thinking as well. Um, I, I wouldn't trade out Crowder just because I think he's going to get pepper with targets. So, all right, done with the benches. What do you got? Who's your guys' pick? Well, let's see. Man, this ESPN has this one at 51% win probability for the not racist Redskins. So, this one's close. Oh, I, I, this game is completely going to come down to what New England does, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you have Brady White on one side. You have Edelman or Gordon on the other side. I'm going to take the Bears in this one. Blake? I am also going to take the Cummy Bears. I'm going to go out on the and ruin my good record, and I'm going to take the Redskins. All right. There you go. <laughs> our third matchup is going to be our – very own C.I. Whitefish against what the fuck are you looking at, bitch? Also known as WTFA Lab. So, in this matchup, quarterbacks, Tyler, we got C.I. Whitefish with Carson Wentz again at Atlanta against Jared Goff against New Orleans. I like both of these quarterbacks. Um, give me Wentz. Atlanta's the worst defense there. Or were, yeah, worse. Agreed. I wouldn't say I like both of these quarterbacks if you were if you were talking about the first half of the games last week. Because neither of them were well were doing well, especially Carson Wentz. He had what, like sixty yards at the half? But somehow Yeah, but we play everything a whole together. game of football, Blake. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would agree. I'd take Carson Wentz too. Uh for running backs for Whitefish is Zeke Elliott and Nick Chubb. Zeke's playing at Washington, Chubb's at the Jets. And then Marlon Mack for WTF at Tennessee and Austin Eckler at Detroit. 
Man, if A-Lab had anybody other than Marlon Mack in their first spot, this would be surprisingly close. Because uh, Eckler, especially now with Hunter Henry out, that dude's going to get like 10 targets a game. And no. he's going to get like 25 touches a game, at least. But, yeah, that's not going to overcome Zeke and Nick Chubb. Nope. Zeke and Nick Chubb agreed all the way. Wide receivers for wide fishes, Adam Thielen at Green Bay and Chris Godwin at Carolina against DeAndre Hopkins against Jacksonville and Robert Woods against New Orleans. Yeah, that's Hopkins and Woods all day long and twice on Sunday. Yep, especially with the stack with Jared Goff with uh, Woods. Godwin is interesting. You know, we all thought he would be high coming in this this year, but not a great showing last week, but we could see. I don't know. But, yeah, I agree. Hopkins and Woods. If you remember from last year, Blake, Thursday night games are low scoring. I want you to remember that because it's Godwin on, in that Thursday night game. Wasn't there a Thursday night game last week or last year that had like a jillion points that I gave you? I mean, about? Yeah. Blake, we're, we're not going to talk about that. That was obviously an outlier, and it definitely didn't happen multiple weeks in a row. I think it happened at least three or four weeks in a row, and I give you shit every time, Tyler. Here's the thing. Thursday night games are low scoring. Yep, just like uh, that one corner at the Miami Dolphins is something great. Dude, they got a corner maybe and a safety, (laughs) kind of. So tight ends. CIA Fish lost Hunter Henry this or today. So he's starting Austin Hooper against Philly versus WTF's Delaney Walker against Indy. Oh, also with Austin Hooper, uh, or not Austin Hooper, uh, Hunter Henry, that's the same injury that J.J. Watt had in 2017 that ended his season. And he was quoted more than a year later saying that he was still dealing with the after effects. So count me out on Hunter Henry the rest of this year and next year, by the way. Um, to actually get into the tight ends, Delaney Walker, I said it last week, he's going to be a thing until he gets hurt. But until he gets hurt, give me Delaney Walker. I can't argue with that, especially after seeing Delaney Walker play. I mean, I'll take him. Yeah. So flex position, CIY Fish has his empty. So against the flex, flex to flex, WTF has Shady McCoy against or at Oakland and now Whitefish has asked to us asked us to fill his flex spot for him well let's see here I will say I do I do like Shady um he looked he looked fast last week I'm gonna say it he, he looked look he good. looked good um on Whitefish's side I don't think you can play Montgomery until the Bears show that they're actually going to use him as a relevant fantasy running back um, Miles Sanders actually got the game script that you hoped for with David Montgomery, so he's playable. Um, let's see. I wouldn't touch. I'm sure McLaurin until Cam Newton shows that he can actually throw the ball to a receiver. Yeah, I'm sure McLaurin is in the mix here. I'm sure Adrian Peterson is in the mix here. Um, you know, for me, this is probably Miles Sanders. Um. Like you said, Curtis Samuel, I until Cam shows it, uh, I mean, he's 
he's a great wide receiver, but if he can't get if Cam can't get the ball to him, then I don't know how he's going to produce. And Will Fuller is going to be matched up against the other outside corner in Jacksonville, and he's not a good enough receiver to overcome that, I don't think. McLaurin balled out last week, but you have a pretty good Dallas defense there. And, yeah, I, I just think Miles Sanders in the potential shootout is probably the pick. I think Miles Sanders is the safe pick. But, I mean, Will Fuller is the fast, over-the-top receiver, which that's what Sammy Watkins is. And Sammy Watkins ate apart Jacksonville defense last week. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. Fuller could be a swing for the fences kind of flex play. I And I think we're going to get to this when we pick the game, but I don't know that Whitefish is going to be swinging for the fences here. I think uh, – or I think if he is going to swing for the fences, he's going to take out Godwin and put in Fuller, if that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that too. So that that's what I would be doing is putting in Sanders, and then if I want to play Fuller, thinking about Godwin. I mean, realistically, you could play Fuller, Thielen – in the receiver, and then put Godwin in your flex if you want to go ball out. But I want – see, I want Sanders in no matter what is what I'm saying. Again, well, I like what you guys are saying. Yeah, so, I mean, flex position, Tyler, if you were to, if you were to put Carson in, who takes it, Shady or Carson? Uh, you mean Sanders? That's what I meant. Yeah, Sanders. I don't know where I got Carson from. Um, I, I – for me, I'm moving McCoy up above Mac personally, and so it's really Mac versus Sanders. That's close. Um, give me Sanders by an absolute edge, but it's not a lot, and I don't feel confident in that. See, I'm I'm going to leave the lineups how they are. I'm going to put Will Fuller in there, and I have confidence. My feels pick is that Fuller – is going to eat sandwiches across the field on Sunday. Mmm, sandwiches. What kind of sandwiches is he going to eat? Um, ham and cheese with some egg salad spread on top. <laughs> but I uh, Will Fuller wants more exciting sandwiches than ham and cheese, Blake. Come on, get it, get it together. Move on. All right. So we've talked about uh, Whitefish's bench. Tyler, anything on the bench for WTF? Oh, let's see here. Uh, Matt Ryan in that Philly game, you know, I wouldn't mind throwing him out there. Um, obviously, well, the big thing on Alab's bench is that Juju Smith-Schuster is on the bench. Uh, that is surprising. I would have him in my lineup, but that's just my two cents. I probably would too. He is questionable. I assume he's waiting to see what, you know, the final injury report says. But that is that is interesting because you throw Juju up in there with, you know, in your fucking flex spot for any for God's sake, even. You're look, you're drastically increasing your chances here. Yeah, if if Juju is in this lineup come Sunday, uh, let's let's get into picking it. Uh, if Juju is in this lineup come Sunday for either Marlon Mack or LaShawn McCoy, I'm taking A-Lab, but in, at current state, I have to take Whitefish. I don't know how we're going to handicap that. 
Yeah, it's uh, unquantifiable, but I'm going to take Whitefish also. So, Rob, what do you think about your matchup? I mean, I against Coles. I, I, I want to hear what you guys thought about my flex. I actually had Miles Sanders in the flex until I pulled it out just to see what you guys would say. And then uh, Blake really hit on it. I was also thinking about, which I didn't mention to either one of you before the podcast, but I was thinking about not playing Godwin because I just don't trust the short turnaround for Jameis Winston that I was going to either put uh, McLaurin uh, thinking that Dallas is going to be able to, you know, eat lunch against the Redskins and they're going to have to throw to, to try to stay in the game. And he could be, you know, get a lot of targets just like he did in the Philadelphia game um, or swing part with Will Fuller because, and Blake put it very eloquently, Kansas City went over the top. Um, obviously, they're going to put their best guy on uh, Hopkins, and so Fuller should be able to eat against uh, – Boykin, I believe, he can get past him. And if he can haul in a long pass or two, that could be a, a big thing. So I haven't really decided yet what I'm going to do, but I think you guys hit it good. I mean, I just want to say before we move on here, is fantasy about playing it safe and, you know, hoping for the best, or is it about swinging for the goddamn fences? There you go. Well, you'll know when I turn my lineup in before tomorrow what I'm doing, <laughs> whether I'm swinging or something. Yeah. So who are you taking? Well, I mean, until I'm until I lose, I'm going to take me. So I'll take me and uh, assume that I'll figure out the right lineup. But like you said, if Juju's cleared and he doesn't play him, then I think that gives me an edge. If he's cleared and he puts him in for, let's say, he puts Woods in his flex and puts uh, Juju in a receiver, then I think I could be in trouble. So all right, and Rob, I think you have the next matchup. All right. Going into the next one, we've got the Reapers against Scary Terry. I think what we've got here is our number one scorer versus our number 10 scorer. I'm not quite sure on that, Blake, but I believe that's true. Um, we're going to start out at quarterback for the Reapers, Cam Newton, on Thursday in that real high-scoring defensive game uh, that Tyler's talking about against Tampa Bay and Patrick Mahomes against Oakland. Uh, Blake? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, if he's healthy, obviously he's the the pick. But Patrick Mahomes, even if he's uh, a little hurt, I think he's going to still play better than Cam Newton because Cam Newton sucks so far. <laughs> that's all he showed us is that he's terrible this year. Well, that's why I call him Scam Newton because he's scamming the NFL to think he's a quarterback. Um, this is Patrick Mahomes all day long, even on Tuesday. Um, at running back, we've got James Conner uh, playing in Seattle and Chris Carson. Uh, in the same game at Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh, and we got Saquon Barkley against Buffalo and Mark Ingram against Arizona. I think this is Saquon Barkley and Mark Ingram. Yeah, there's not much discussion. I mean, I think the matchups, Barkley, what he can do, I, I'm giving it to Barkley and Ingram. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I was going to throw some stuff out there to stoke Barkley, but you can move on. All right. Receiver will go – it's Devontae Adams for the Reapers uh, playing against Minnesota and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler uh, Boyd. Tyler Boyd. And then Keenan Allen at Detroit and Amari Cooper at Washington. Um, so this is interesting. I mean, it's it would be nice to see Devontae Adams, with the, especially with the capital that Reapers spent on him to draft him in the first round. It would be great to see him score more than what the 
less than 10 points he scored last week. Right. But I don't know if you'll see that against Minnesota. Uh, Tyler Boyd, what did he do last week? Because I know John Ross blew up. Yeah, he did middling. I mean, it, it was okay. And a carry for three yards. I mean, yeah, it's not what you're wanting out of your number two, your starting receivers. Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, on the other hand, are in better offenses and are probably going to crush the their matchups this week. Um, I'm going to go with you on that. I give the edge to if it was anybody else but Minnesota, I might swing it just because I think Devontae Adams is that good. But based on matchup, I'm giving it to Allen and Cooper here. Um, at tight end, we got the Walrus, Darren Waller against Kansas City and Jared Cook at the Rams. So I actually didn't really pay attention to these games last week, so I'm just refreshing. Uh, I mean, Waller pr- proved to do something last week, you know, in his debut. Jared Cook, not impressive, and he's playing against the Rams, which is still a pretty decent defense. Nah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to give it to Waller, you know? Fuck it. Yeah, this, is, this one's super easy for me. This is Waller all day. Um, he's the second option, maybe even close to the first option on this team. He is going to get – I. I'm betting seven to ten catches in this game uh, because they're going to have to keep up with Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't have anybody that can hang with him athletically. Um, there's just too many mouths to feed in New Orleans for Jared Cook to be consistent. Give me Waller all day. You can even – I bet he doubles up Cook in this game. Um, at the flex, Sony Michelle against Miami and DJ Moore on Thursday against Tampa Bay. So I think if – if anybody's going to get the at the running back position, the catches and the runs, it's going to be Sonny Michelle from that backfield. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay couldn't get passed on all day fucking long. Depending on how New England plays this game, it could be a push, but not knowing how their game plan is, I'm going to give it to DJ. I'm going to, I'm going to shade and give a little bit. Off the edge to Stoney Michelle on this. I do think that they're going to get ahead and run. Now, do they get ahead and run and pull him and put in Burkhead or something for the whole second half or some goofy thing like that? New England could do that, and then Michelle could get screwed out of points. Um, I don't. I do believe that DJ Moore probably will get more opportunity based on how the game flows. But I, I'm even though Tyler is wrong at least four weeks last year. Thursday games generally are a little slower offensively. So I'm going to actually push this one. Uh, and in defense, we got the Ravens, Arizona, and the Bills at the Giants. I mean, you would think we'd have a conversation about this, but based on the Ravens last week and the and Arizona last week, I think the Ravens are going to take this handedly. I do too. I think the Ravens have the edge here. The Bills could be interesting. Um you know, Eli is never afraid of throwing pick sixes, but the Ravens also have a rookie quarterback they're playing against. Did it? Did the light come on in the fourth quarter for Arizona? Are they going to start running it, or is it going to be the Cardinals of the first three quarters where they were getting smashed? So I'll give the uh, I'll, I'll give the edge to the Ravens. Uh, Bills could surprise though. Um, you seeing anything on these benches that uh, comes out at you, Blake? Tell you what, I'm seeing Mark Andrews. On the reboot yeah. side. Would and you put him ahead of the Walrus? 
I don't know if I would put him ahead of the walrus, but I I would consider it, but I would also toy with putting him in the flex position. I don't oh, think it. so. I don't think we're going to see another 50-point game from the Ravens, but obviously Lamar Jackson likes to throw to him. It's him and uh, Hollywood Brown for the pass catchers. Could be it could be an interesting play either in either yeah. position. Yeah, I could see that, or I could see him if he, you know, depending on what you feel about the New England-Miami game and how that's going to go, you could also swing for it with uh, McCall Hardman stepping in there, put him in your flex, and see if he can't go over the top a couple times on that Oakland defense. Um, when you got a guy like Mahomes throwing to you, that could be a thing, especially since you're playing against Mahomes. That might be a sneaky way to cash in on that. It um, would be, but I just I don't know if you would want to – start a rookie receiver in his debut no that's yeah that's a tough that's why i said it would be if you're if you feel like you're gonna lose this matchup and you want to swing for it that would be an option are you see anything on the uh terry side i i personally don't i think he's playing who he can play the only thing i would consider is i know i picked him to win the flex fight but maybe dj moore swapping it with john brown because John Brown's playing against the Giants. I mean, and DJ Moore's matchup is all right, too, against Tampa. So, who do you got winning this one? Scary Terry. I mean, I gave way too many matchups to him to not give it to Scary Terry. I'm going to have to agree and give it to Terry as well. Tyler, why don't you chime in here tell us what you think? Well, to quote a very, very smart man, one Mr. Ralph Wiggum, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I need an adult. Oh, man. It's going to be bad. Somebody just come scoop me up off the pavement after this week, and I'll, I'll set a lineup for week three. <laughs> I, You're reaping yourself right now. There you are. I did, nobody's even heard on my team yet. You, <laughs> you reaped yourself in the draft. I'm sorry. Oh man, it's it's horrendous. I don't I don't know who to play anywhere. Everyone that I go, am gonna play is gonna suck. I like the walrus. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the walrus. <laughs> All right. Well, so who are you taking? Are you taking Terry then? No, I'm gonna take me. What? Are you an idiot? I just wanted to. I just wanted to out there for everyone to hear. Yes. Yeah, right. uh, I am doing the inverse of Blake's game last week where he said he was going to win by 35. I got Terry by 60. Jeez, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that asshole doubled me up. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, God, I don't, I don't want to talk about fantasy anymore. I quit. <laughs> uh, talking about. Yes, yes, it did. My team so bad. I'm going full tilt. I'm trading everybody. Everybody's on the block. Everybody send me offers. I want all the kickers. All the kickers. <laughs> all right. We look at our commissioner's cup game. Turbo took the commissioner's cup from yours truly last week because my team is awful and I hate everything. Uh, and he's playing backdoor hot snakes. At quarterback, Turbo has Drew Brees at the Rams and hot snakes has Deshaun Watson versus Jacksonville. Hmm. On the surface, 
you take Drew Brees here uh, because I believe that that's going to be a high-scoring game. I would like Brees better if it was in New Orleans and not uh, at the Rams. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, he showed up really well last week, though he got the crap beat out of him. His back is hurt and all that. But, I mean, Jacksonville let a lot happen to him last week. But that was Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I I want to push this. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking the same thing you did until you reminded me of the Watson injury. Yeah, I'm gonna take Breeze here just because there is that possibility that Watson doesn't finish this game. Uh, like if it's if it's a blowout or something, they're just gonna pull him. Right. Either way, they're just gonna pull him and say we don't need you for the rest of this game. Yeah, I can see that. Um, at running back, we have Alvin Kamara at the Rams and Devonta Freeman versus Philly and Josh Jacobs versus Kansas City and Leonard Fournette at Houston. Wow. So I really like Kamara. He obviously shown he was going to carry the load, and he did. He did everything for them last week um, against the Rams. I don't see them slowing him down. Devonta Freeman against Philly. I mean, I'm not a big Devonta Freeman fan. Josh Jacobs, rookie. Scored, ran well. Um, Kansas City doesn't pose much of a threat. I just don't know how much running Oakland's going to do to keep up. I mean, if they throw him the ball, he'll get points that way. But And I, I'm not sure I like Fournette against Houston, so I'm probably, just because of Kamara, going to have to give the edge to Turbo here. Yeah, I mean, this is a close matchup. I'm going yeah. to push it. Jacob, yeah, Jacob's. Called out. Jacobs, Jacobs looked great. Camaro's by far the best running back. It's just, is Freeman going to give you enough to overcome the baseline that Jacobs and Fournette should be? Right. And who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, at wide receiver, the who are we talking about? Turbo has Mike Evans at Carolina and Stephon Diggs at Green Bay. And Hot Snakes has Michael Thomas at the Rams and also number one wide receiver, which we found out, Tyrell Williams versus Kansas City. Uh, I like Thomas and Williams here. They're both in two games that could be high scoring, lots of passing. Um, so, yeah, give, give me Thomas and Williams. Yep, I agree completely. Uh, at tight end, the new hotness, TJ Hawkinson versus the Chargers, and the old hotness, Travis Kelsey at Oakland. I mean, until proven otherwise, I'm giving it to Kelsey. But it could be, yeah, it could be closer than we think. But I'm giving it to Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson looked like the first read there. I mean, yeah, but but can he do that week in week out like Kelsey can? Right. Who knows? So at the flex, uh, hot snakes are thrown out. George Kittle at Cincinnati. And then we have another empty flex spot here for Turbo, Rob. Yeah, who Turbo are you looking to, at? Turbo wanted us to, to name who we'd like there. And for me, it, it's pretty easy. It's between two people. It's between Allen Robinson and Michael Gallup, both who did pretty well, both were on the road. So it depends, you know, what matchup you like better. Um, I never like anybody going to Denver that much. Um uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but I'd take Michael Gallup here against the, the Redskins. What would you think? You don't even consider John Ross here? Um, you know, I'd like to see him do it again. I, yeah. don't, 
I don't like chasing a one-week guy and putting him in my lineup right away. Um, Gallup has done it many times. Um, so has Robinson. So I would I would rather go with one of those two guys, personally. I'm probably leaning Gallup. Um, man, I was just trying to think if – because now that I think about it, is Ross even the swing for the fences player? Is that Robinson? I don't – I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Gallup is your floor for sure. Right. But then it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. So, there you go, Nick. Figure it out. You you decide. <laughs> All right. Uh, defense, we have the Jaguars at Houston and Maher at Washington. And Blake has 49ers at Cincinnati and Will Lutz at the Rams. Um. Now, Cincinnati kind of erupted last week uh, with John Ross and all that, but I think the 49ers are a much better defense than than they're than most people think. And um, Will Lutz obviously can hit him from 58. Um, I mean, so can Maurer. But uh, if Dallas keeps scoring touchdowns and no field goals, Maurer's just an extra point machine. So give me the 49ers and Lutz here. Yeah, I I don't see too much discernible between these which obviously is mainly what we're looking for is you know those right. big point swings out of down here so right. what do you see on the benches Rob? You know the the only thing I might think of and that's because I'm, I'm not a big fan of Cincinnati's defense by any stretch of the imagination um, I might sub out Fournette and put Burita in since he's now the de facto starter for San Francisco um, I would toy with that um, otherwise I wouldn't mess, mess with the flex. He'd never mess with the flex. I'd leave his receivers and obviously the rest of his team alone. Yeah. I kind of can't believe that burritos on anybody's bench right now. Hey, uh, Hey Blake, you want to talk some trades after this? <laughs> I, I could, I could get the fifth running back. The burrito was on, was in my starting lineup earlier today. And then I was hemming and hawing about it. And I, Benched him. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting decision for me. I mean, obviously, I want to start Burita, but then I'm starting two Cincinnati players, and I want the the ground game and the passing game to go in this week. Oh, San Francisco, you mean? Yeah. I can say you're starting no Cincinnati players. Yeah. 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 San Francisco. Because then, because if I if I'm if I'm starting Burita this week, I have three San Francisco. Lineup, which right. is the reason I switched them out again. I'll probably you'll hit, you'll probably see some switching for me three or four times again this week. All right, so Tyler, let's make our picks here. Yep, who you got, Rob? Let's see. You know, it's really going to come down to me because it's it's. I think it's pretty even across the board. I think, oh God, it is very even across the board, uh, except. Uh, the receivers I give to Snakes and Turbo, I gave uh, running backs. It's going to come down to the quarterback play. If Deshaun Watson can play the whole game, has no problems, uh, and can do things against Jacksonville, I think he can keep up with Breeze. Um, Breeze has got Kamara, and he doesn't have to throw for 302, uh, where Deshaun Watson might have to. Um, God, this is going to be real close. I'm going to give it to the snake Snakes by less than five. Yeah, um, I'm kind of looking at this like 
Snakes has the floor. I I don't think the Snakes team is going to bust this year or this uh, week. Right. And it's just, does Turbo boom or not? And like you said, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play for Turbo. And anytime you're in that situation where you need everything to go right to win or to stand a chance, I'm going to go with the other team. So I'm going to go with Snakes here. Right. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, if Diggs or Evans go off, then that changes things. But the problem right. or conversely, is- if they they put up a goose and do yeah. nothing, then Turbo's done. They, yeah. He's not. He doesn't have a chance. Whereas Snakes could handle a goose from somebody. Right. Agreed. Probability is with the Snakes. Blake, what do you think? I agree with you guys. I mean. Yeah, I can handle a goose from one player, and but then again, almost every player I have has a potential to boom. But then they also all have that consistent floor, which I really like, and which is basically what I drafted my team to do this year. So I think I it's going to be close. It's not going to be like last week where I won by you know fifty points or whatever. I think it'll be within fifteen, within ten maybe. But I think I'm, I'm going to take the snakes. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? We're, we're getting on the edge of our time here. Nope. I think that's it for me. I think I've said all, all right. I can say. All right. Well, good luck, everybody, right. this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Fubal. Yeah.